Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is your life, Jimmy Lee. Hello, welcome to a Monday Night Movie Club, or if you're joining us from the Smash main feed, hello, this is what the Monday Night Movie Club is. Mm. Um, my name is John Rain, and joining me is the best wet mechanic in the business, Dr. Dean Burnett. Hello. And writer, broadcaster, and professional Welshman, Dan Thomas. Hello, and I just want to say this right now, this is nothing like so far what we usually do on a Monday night, because you go <laughs> no, up and start off with a world's biggest slang contest, oh, with a silly voice. I love that you've added a level of professionalism that you have in your smush that you usually don't bother with on a Monday night. It's, it's like, oh, we've been on for one second and John's talked about cocks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't want to be that guy anymore. No. You do, just not well, this I, week. Not this yeah. week, no. Also, I will flag up that, um, you know, as Mr. Analysis, which is my role in this uh, whole operation, yeah. um, uh, if you're thinking, if you're a prime Smirch listener, that, uh, oh, that uh, that best wet mechanic thing, that makes that makes perfect sense if I listen to all the episodes. It doesn't. <laughs> it, really, it really doesn't. <laughs> Basically, to give it context, we did a Steven Seagal season at one point, and someone <laughs> referred to a, a very fat sitting down Steven Seagal as the West best wet mechanic in the business. You're making this sound worse. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that's why we called Dean it. It, it just it seemed like such an incredible thing yeah. to say to Stephen Seagal. But <laughs> we looked it up. We looked yeah, it up. Yeah. That wet mechanic is not like a, a, a CIA term or something. The only person who's ever been referred to as a wet mechanic is Stephen Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, it, it yeah, just I stuck. Think, it's, yeah. I think it's funny. Exactly. As, as a guy who gets his hands into... 
squinty stuff a lot. I guess it makes perfect sense that I would be called that. Well, yeah. At least out, out of the three of us. So I'm yeah. fine with it. I just thought I'd clarify for new listeners that it's not a thing that makes any sense in any context. No, no, it just makes it just tickles me. It's on my business cards nonetheless. Hooray! For everyone's benefit, we will try not to do callbacks to the previous 95 episodes too much tonight. Yeah. yeah. You'll have to join Patreon, mm. listen back, and then it'll all make sense. But we're going to yeah. try and not... Because we, we've we gone the last few months being able to do an improv... Just this noise. <laughs> right? Which the three of us and <laughs> listeners know means David yeah, Bellamy's here gone. again. <laughs> yeah. And he's sucking himself off a Christmas dinner, right? That yes. will mean nothing to you yes. if you're new. <laughs> it was his party trick. <laughs> anyway, um, this week... We'll be talking about... Well, this week, actually, we'll be saving the world while naming ourselves after a toilet <laughs> and being trained by Benny Hill's lost character. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins, or as it was called when I was a child, Remo, Unarmed and Dangerous. Mm. Which I makes sense. Yeah. Mm. yeah, makes yeah. sense. I can clarify, I had never heard of this film in any way, shape or form before John mentioned it, mm. as he chose it. And I'm... Even now, even though I watched it within the last 24 hours and I've made extensive notes, yep. I, I couldn't tell you the plot in any way, shape or form. No, I don't no, know what happened in this difficult. film. I'm looking it's at my really notes difficult. right now and one note just says, well, this fight scene's shit. I don't know which scene well, that, that is. That could be any of them. That could be <laughs> any of the oh, two fight a, scenes. <laughs> that's a broad spectrum film. application. Uh, also, I love the fact that when we were kids, yeah, it was called Remo Armed and Dangerous and it's since retroactively been... I know in America it was called The Adventure Begins. Yeah. But mm. after this film made fuck all money mm. it mm. didn't begin it was uh, Rebo Williams has an adventure and that's really the end of it it should right? be called Rebo Williams the adventure ends yeah yeah <laughs> I, I just, Williams, what I was adventure question mark yeah. Oh, yeah yeah <laughs> what's the fucking point of this title right? it was <laughs> I don't know if anyone knows, because this is an appropriate one to do as part of main smush, because there's a couple of Bond connections. Mm. First of all, it was designed to be a, oh, we're going to do an American blue-collar Bond, mm -hmm. and we're gonna, it's going to run for 35 years and be shit, <laughs> Yeah. right? Uh, and it was directed by Guy Hamilton, who had done some of the Bonds, mm -hmm. who, as we found out on this, is a really good director if you've got the script to Goldfinger in your hand, because yep. that makes life <laughs> fucking easier, doesn't it? Right? <laughs> it better does, yeah. <laughs> And it's written by Christopher Wood, who... Now then, John, mm -hmm. did he write a couple of the screenplays? He wrote The Spy Love Me and Moonraker. So yeah, the actual screenplays, because yeah. he also did his own novelisation. He also did uh, the series of Confessions books, which got turned into the Confessions films with Robin Asquith, and he wrote the screenplays to them really? as well. Really? Fuck yeah. me. Right. This does this... have that sort of energy at times. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, I wish it fucking did. <laughs> I, was say. I, I wish this <laughs> okay, film had then. the pizzazz of Robin Asquith jizzing up a woman's garter belt. This this film is screaming out for Robin Asquith. It's not a phrase I ever thought I'd say, but yeah. Yeah, he would have been there. I love Fred Ward. I love him. Mm. Turns out, you, if you dress him up like a man who runs a Carmarthenshire tractor company and say. <laughs> He's James Bond in America now, and you just have to believe it. I'm like, I don't believe it. Right? <laughs> no. and, and he has, Fred Wood generally has charisma. Mm. And in this, they've said, oh, try not to do that thing. Mm. And they're like, what thing? You know the thing where you're likable and people mm. like you and enjoy watching you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do any of that. Yep. Just try, try and sell somebody a tractor in Carmarthen. <laughs> 
Also, if anyone here is from my sort of demographic, um, Captain Janeway's in this, so that is something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one for the lads, isn't it? Absolutely, my, absolutely my favourite thing in this by some margin. Oh, so uh, I, I can't wait yeah. to get to the main bit with her later. That's oh, my favourite bit in the film. <laughs> the main <laughs> bit? What, with the plot <laughs> we know in an hour and ten minutes in, somebody says, we should probably have a fucking plot. Mm. Let's, inv- yeah. let's invite a woman to act in this <laughs> yeah. for a minute. Should, should we bring an actual actor into this for a few minutes? That might help. <laughs> Not too much, though, all right? Calm down. Yeah. I should point out that this film has lower stakes than a butcher shop in the Ewok village. It, it doesn't even have any cast. I mean, it's like about 12 people at most in it. Yeah. There's multinational... I tell you, he's got the... Oh, I, we'll get to it. Let's get, let's get started, yeah. because there's lots in, in this that just make me laugh immediately. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so we meet New York City cop Sam Macon, <laughs> Fred Ward, with greaseback hair and a moustache. He looks exactly like Freddie Mercury. Yeah. I thought he was Danny Trejo. In the first shot, I thought that was Danny Trejo. In the mm. I, 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 well, I thought he was Fred Ward, but with a moustache that he got out of a fucking cracker. Well, I wouldn't know Fred Ward from anyone if I watched this film. Imagine so if was, he uh, was sat in the police car with a moustache like that, and also the little plastic monocle, <laughs> and the little fish that goes backwards and forwards in the yeah. palm of your hand. And yeah. toenail clippers. Yeah. He's just sitting there sadly opening crackers for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> But he's got that really weird gonk doll on the dashboard. That looks hideous, so maybe that's yeah. where that came from. Really yeah, it was, like a, it was like a lady thing holding a cup. Yeah, like normally it's like hula dance, isn't it? But it's like some sort of half pot troll kids doll, the basketball top. It's hideous. It's really it's, it's unpleasant horrible. to look at. But he's, I, mm. I thought it was going to be good at the start because there's a couple of things that go, oh, this will be good. One, Orion Pictures at the yeah. peak of their powers. Yeah. When it was like, ah, oh, this is, it was one of those three or four companies, mid-tier production companies, you go, this is going to be a laugh. This yeah. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is wrong? not, but I was wrong. Right? Did, did and then Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. my first thought. Robocop, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Come on. This is gonna be good. Like that. They, they were real. Um, they they were sort of a mini major studio in, in the uh, in the eighties that had come out of. Uh, I think four people from United Artists went fuck this. Mm. We're gonna do our own <laughs> production company with gambling and hookers. Hey, uh, thank you. <laughs> <here> we are. <laughs> <laughs> and and they you know they had a string of hits for about ten years and then they went bust in a way that is still has repercussions for the industry mm. um so there was that but it was a good start ryan good i think the lighting is very good it looks it's it's a classic american city at number probably vancouver but anyway mm. um for tax reasons and then they had jane jenkins and jane uh Janet Janet Hershens, Hershenson, mm. who every time you saw them yeah. so they were the casting agents when we were kids mm. it was like for some reason it wasn't until i was watching this i was going i just had my brain go oh this is going to be great yes because they're famous they're not famous they're not famous at all but they no. were on every single big movie we watched it's true probably between <clears throat> the ages of two and 20 mm. yeah well you guys are a bit older than me so i didn't have that but i just saw um kate mulgrew so oh, captain jane i'm invested so that was my thing well, you, what, mrs you columbo yeah that's, that's where i'm coming from i'm sorry you jumped <laughs> so. in the whatsapp and went kate mulgrew's in it i'm invested yep <laughs> that's my actual words so oh, I think I said Captain Janeway to be honest. You did, that, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my default name. Mm. Uh, so Sam is trying to eat a lovely sandwich, <laughs> um, and then he sees two men chasing another man. And at first, yeah. he doesn't really care. Mm. You know, a cab, um, <laughs> Captain A Cab, who of course beat up Moby Dick. <laughs> No, he didn't, John. Oh, yeah. No, he didn't. His body cam wasn't on. No, so he didn't fall down the stairs. <laughs> um, and he, he stops a robbery, and he says to one man as he pushes him against the wall, suck wall. I wrote that yeah. down as well. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's quite that a down. fun threat. <laughs> what I'd have done, because it's a British director, just for a laugh, I'd have had Max Wall walk out and go, yes, please. 
<laughs> the Americans yeah. would be baffled, but it'd be really funny. Do you know what? I was going to say that would ruin the tone. It wouldn't. It, it wouldn't. Really wouldn't. Make it much better. Much better if Max Ball trained him rather than. Anyway. So <laughs> oh, I, we'll get to that. I don't want to take apart from a genuine um, Asian American actor, so it's best to leave oh. it as is. Um, so the man was being robbed, and he, he helps him, and then the man that was being robbed then hits him with a plank. Mm. Then he beats them all up. And walks back to his car. Phew, that's over. Then a truck turns up and pushes his car into the river. Uh, the truck's been... Yeah. It's been yeah. driven by the guy who just hit him with a plank. Yes, that's right. I thought it was Cab Calloway at first. The way he looked, it was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, he, he was driving in the cab. <laughs> um, uh, so he gets pushed into the water and he's like... And then we cut to his funeral. Uh, he died as he lived, defending the American way, they say. Drowning in a taxi with a shit moustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The eulogy, actually, it, the sentiment he's saying is basically, it's sad, but I'm glad he's dead, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's basically what the gist of this eulogy Some is. Some of yeah. this film feels like, do you remember when, um, this is probably more for Darren than Dean, but do you remember when Canon films first started and they had like Israel, Israeli men writing the scripts and their, their grasp of English isn't great? Yes. Well, the guys at Golden Globus would bring in. Yeah, like that. Mm. What was that movie with a girl... Is it like the last American Virgin or something where she has an abortion <laughs> and the guy who comes to see her brings her a bag of oranges and a Christmas tree? <laughs> and in that documentary, Electric Boogly, he's like, well, oh, that's just something we bring to people in hospital in Israel. And it's like, yeah, but that's not really going to translate, <laughs> that is just, it? Yeah, that doesn't translate. And yeah, an, ask around, right? Yeah. Ask any of the American actors, just, just, while I'm, uh, pun- just while I'm punching script up, just check. You guys get oranges and Christmas trees as, as regular gifts, right? And they're like, not really. <laughs> no. Okay, how about fruit basket? Yeah, fucking right, fruit basket. And then he comes in with his ass pressed against a bit of glass. <laughs> <laughs> I bring you fruit basket. No, not, not that one, real one. <laughs> Um, yeah, because there's, there's a lot of scenes in this film where you're like, who has written this? Now you'd say uh, yes, it was AI. Yes, there are. Yes, there mm. are. Ooh. Oh, AI. Oh. You know what? Benefit the doubt with AI, mm. right? It scrapes the very best scripts. It can make something <laughs> that's way more coherent than this. Yeah. This was written by Guy Hamilton, mm. right? Well, it was written by Crystal Wood, and mm. then Guy Hamilton read it and said, I'm not doing any of that. I'm going to write my own version with gambling and hookers. Right? Yep. And then, if, in fact... I read that a big reason Guy Hamilton took this on was he had read that the uh, Statue of Liberty was going to be undergoing a renovation. That's right. In 84. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to write an entire sequence around that. Hmm. Cool. Hmm. And then not realizing, you know what? If you surround anything in scaffolding, it really just looks like scaffolding. Yeah. It's, it looks, but yeah. he thought he was making yeah. the greatest action scene of all time. It looks gash. Oh, talking of which, by the way, when I was researching this film, I found out that there's someone famous who's a fan of it. Okay. And they sent me in a message. Hello, I am Sir Alfred Hitchcock, and when I'm not directing films, I love listening to the Monday Night Movie Club. I hear that today they will be talking about my favourite film, Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins. Oh, wow. I am so excited, I could crush a grape. In fact, I may need to change my dirty fart pants. Oh. Sending love to the best wet mechanic in the business, nice. that shite southern podcaster, oh. and the other Welsh one. Hmm. Lots of love, Sir Alfred. P.S. Of your fucking shitty mud shoots, you pricks. Oh. Not very nice, is he? Uh, I took the end of the I imagine quite well, yeah. quite well then, but no. <laughs> yeah. Failed at the last hurdle. Oh. Well, oh. it's good to know he's a fan of the remote films. Yeah, the real films. Yeah, he, he was going to make another one when he died. 
He's kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Those were his last words, what we just heard, didn't it? He recorded yeah, that yeah. for posterity. Right. I love it's, it. like, it's like uh, Marlon Brando in that Godfather game. You know, you know they did a Godfather game a few years ago? Yeah. They were like, we've got Marlon Brando in, and it turned out that he was in a hospital bed dying, and they couldn't use any of it. So the scene where um, Don Corleone, or Donald as his family call him, is in a hospital <laughs> bed. They used the Brando stuff, and it's just an echoey Brando going. <laughs> it's not very nice. Oh God, that's awful. Mm. Laughing, nervous laughter, trying to punch attention. Um, Sorry about that. Yeah. So at the funeral, he died as he lived, defending the American way. Everyone is proud of all his achievements, but not so proud that he played Sun City with Queen. <laughs> Joke for the kids there. Um, <clears throat> so meanwhile Sam wakes up in a hospital bed and he's been shaved we don't know anything about this guy no right they keep going, no. uh, and there's nothing in the film that goes he was remarkable I'll tell you what if he'd lived he probably would have been recruited by a secret society for stuff mm. none of that we don't know anything about the guy we just later find out in reverse that he's apparently worth keeping right? yeah, yeah. Well, Wikipedia that's already well established no because Wikipedia no. says he's a former Vietnam vet and I'm like that, that does, I don't think that even gets mentioned in the film no there's no. one line where Max says, like the, the his recruiter says, "Oh, you're you're a veteran," but like it's not said he's a good one or anything. It's just like, yeah, yeah, it could be a, <laughs> this veteran policeman for Christ's sake. Mm. Yeah, and also yeah, this he, this film does show that uh, people in the army aren't necessarily skilled. That's right. <laughs> it goes well, yeah. to point that out. Yeah. But yeah, so he's been shaved and he's been visited by Con Mac. You've been shaved. He looks right. in the mirror and he goes. Oh my god, you changed my face. It's like, yeah. hang on, you haven't just been night rided. You no. just had your mustache pulled off. But they mentioned it a couple of times that he's got a new face. And I'm like, yeah. Yes. yeah. No. I wanted to clarify this as in, so, because I wasn't paying attention in the first scene. So mm. I thought they plastic surgery him. So he got a different face. I think that's what they're intimating. Yeah. He looks but like but they haven't shaved his moustache off. They've well, just they, taken the wax out of his hair and taken the moustache off. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, if, if they have done it, if that is what they're saying. They did that and then shaved his moustache. You do that first, wouldn't you? When you're gonna, yeah. No, but it's a bit like, you know, that's, that's like when you would change a wallpaper. You've got to take the paintings off first, haven't you? Mm. Uh, I, yeah, but yeah, that's what I mean. As in, he's already been plastic surgery and now they're shaving him. Imagine if they just, like... Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Got a biro and put <laughs> a few... Imagine they do plastic surgery working around the moustache and then exactly, somebody's yeah. like, you know what? I know you're new, but we te- round here, we take the moustache <laughs> off first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I forgot about that bit <laughs> people might recognise the moustache I suppose it's unbelievable yeah. he's just he's got shaving foam all over his face I think yeah the first time we see yeah. him it genuinely looks like is he people khaki what's this yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just eight, eight Japanese businessmen being shuffled out of his <laughs> yeah. hospital room <laughs> the nurse's pocket in a big wedge of cash <laughs> no worries lads right, Robin right. Williams is next to off my awakening Oh no, it's not really Robert De Niro, isn't it? Anyway, um, so yeah, he meets. We meet Con Mac McCleary, mm. and he says to him, "You've got a new face, new fingerprints, and a new name." And he looks at the bottom of his bedpan, and it says, "Williams FFG Company, Remo, Arkansas." And he goes, <laughs> "Remo Williams, <laughs> Armadid Shanks." This film, I would forgive it a lot more if it, if it was called Armitage Shanks, yeah. Adventure Begins. <laughs> that would be the British remake. That would be the Asquith one. No, but Kenneth yeah. Williams is W.C. Crapper, The Adventure Begins. There you go. <laughs> um, he says, you are the best that we could find, and you'll become yeah. the 11th <laughs> commandment. Yeah, yeah. Thou shalt not get away with it. We were the, you're the best we could find. You were beaten up 
three miles away from this location. We are an international company. We could not be bothered to look further than the other side of the bridge. <laughs> because literally, there's just two of us who work for it. Yeah, yeah. You're, the be- you're the best of the best. You were defeated by three men, one of whom were a plank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, it was either you or Steven Seagal, and quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you beat up Eric Sykes and Tommy Cooper. You're in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so, Remo is not happy about this so he waits till Mac's gone and he sneaks out of the hospital he doesn't even sneak out no he just this is just to be clear he's Mm. been recruited to a top secret intelligence services they tell us but then you you know later on we meet Wilfred Brimley who's the head of this organisation and his office looks like he sells insurance I can't wait (laughs) to get to him badly (laughs) he like generally oh we do wheelbarrows yeah and it does not look like a proper company right no Um, but he just walks out of this hospital that should be high security yeah. Also, he walks out in a suit which clearly doesn't fit him. By the way, mm. it's a well, suit, yeah, yeah. great suit. I don't know what that's about. Just- that's what they did. All the plastic <laughs> off his face, they just put it around his tummy and Willie. <laughs> <laughs> we well, changed your face, but we had to put it somewhere. <laughs> your, you had your a fat face. face <laughs> yeah. Your dick now looks like your old face. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's got a moustache and everything. It looks it's like the lad a- from the old, um, the little, the little um, you know, those eggs with the toys in. <laughs> Kinder. Yeah, it looks like the Kinder Egg Man. Is it, was it a Kinder Egg Man? It was a Kinder Egg Man. He was a scary egg man. He looked like Humpy Dumpty. <laughs> he looked like Fred Ward's cock. Yeah. He looks right. like Fred Ward's cock. That's what he looked like. Also, there's, there's the edit point, which I noticed, which he sort of max, in like, almost inhaling his nose at one point, and cuts to he just across his side. It's really jarring, if you spot it, which I did. So, oh, well, yes, you did. You sent us that. Yeah, he's right close <laughs> to him, and then the next shot, he's miles away. Yeah. Yeah. That is something I'm going to say this. I didn't mind that as much, because some of it is incoherent. That bit... Mm. Because you kind of don't realise sometimes when you're shooting something that by the time you change the angle around, it's like, actually, it looks weird from that angle. Mm. I've done that. It's just called it's called cheating the shot. Mm. That's fine. How about that, then? Yeah. Well, well, I'm still learning. <laughs> New listeners, I am not the film buff here. These guys are. So I'm, this is me learning stuff on the job, essentially. So. Oh, but like I agree. Like Robin Asquith. Yep. <laughs> so he, he's driving away the ambulance, laughing to himself. And then old Mac, he's in the back, isn't he, with a gun? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. How would that happen? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And also, I mean, if you think that this guy's the best of the best, he's going to steal an ambulance, the least inconspicuous vehicle yeah, yeah. you could hope for. Oh. Good if Max was in the back of that ambulance just by chance that he'd accidentally put a potato <laughs> up his arsehole on the way out. <laughs> yeah. I just happened to fall backwards. Of course you did. Yeah, just take a seat. Yeah, it was a complete accident. I was, uh, I was in this ambulance waiting for you. Definitely not a potatoologist. <laughs> That should be the post credit scene of this, a potato weather just turning up at the hotel. I missed him. <laughs> no, I it's the end of the airplane. Yeah, I'm going to give him five more minutes, but then I'm leaving. <laughs> I fell on the potato three times. <laughs> what are the odds? No jacket required. <laughs> so he's taken yeah. to the National Bank to meet Wilfred Brimley, who is director Harold W. Smith of Cure. Now, I kept thinking they're going to say what that's an acronym for in a minute. Nope. They'd never do, do they? <laughs> nope, no. nope. So I think it's cunt <coughs> using <laughs> rubbish equipment. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it stands for. That, that would apply to Remo, yes, very yeah. much so. <laughs> he tells Remo that the legal system is broken and corrupt. He tells him a computer recruited him, and it could even work out the temperature of his ass. <laughs> well, this, is, this is a brilliant year where computers were like the current new all-powerful yeah. thing, weren't they? They're not had any clue what they did. His computer can show him news broadcasts, can show him CCTV, and <laughs> do all his work from. I thought it was going to be revealed that Wilfred Brimley's in a wheelchair. 
Because you never see him standing up. Nah. He's just a lazy bastard. He told Lisa Galsy, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, what an old man. Because this is Wilfred Brimley and this was 1985. Hmm. Wilfred Brimley was 24 years old. <laughs> so you could have got up. Just, yeah. You just, you just sat there the whole time saying, Wilfred, what are you doing? Just Googling my diabetes. <laughs> just like a pop I'm going to measure the temperature of my ass. Cause <laughs> Call back, accurate, everyone. Call back. <laughs> more accurate than taking a blood test. It's like, what are you talking about? That line about you says, if oh, I wanted yeah. to, I could find out the temperature of your ass in that chair. Yeah. What a mental line. <laughs> it's not the only one in this film. There are quite a few I wrote down. Yeah. I imagine he just types into the computer, how big Remo Willy? <laughs> we require more data. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what are you like, doing, yeah. Wilfred? <laughs> just take show us your cock what <laughs> we need more data what so wait a minute, the data you need to see how big my cock is is a photo of my cock yeah I don't think this is the best computer yeah it's 1985 what do you yeah. want yeah it will probably he's like yeah it, it, it only does arse temperatures and shows you the news yeah. which you could do with a with a TV and a thermometer I can't even link this thing to a printer I reckon there's a little section that gives him hot dogs as well Although, uh, flash forward a bit, there is a scene later on where the computer gives him news from something that was actually happening in real time. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, yeah. yeah so. That shouldn't be happening. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll get to that. But he says to him, um, you're in this organisation, Cure, cunts using rubbish equipment, <laughs> whether you like I'm, it or I'm, not. I'm going with that. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whether you like it or not. And then he says, you, you have to go and meet someone. And you have to kill him <laughs> as a test. Because this, he says, how, and he goes, how many people are in this organisation? And he goes, three. You, me and Mac. But uh, I thought that was like them saying, no, I'm being secret. But it, I think it might be true. I think it might be true, yeah. We've never seen him apart from the next guy. Um, but we know there's another guy. Yeah, one yeah, more. There's four, really. There's yeah. four, and there's probably, and then the guy says. There's loads he's trained as well. Yeah, it's just mm. he's trained as well. So how many people actually work here? Oh, you know what? Ask the computer. How many people work here? Oh, show us your cock. Oh, that's what I'm doing that. Right? <laughs> Would you that's like a hot dog? temperature is currently 47. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's an easy one. Check how many people have we paid invoices for this week. Want to see more dick? No, no, no. <laughs> Sick of this. You, you, Wilfred Brimley going, you know what? I'm 24 years old. Look how much you're aging me. Look how much you're aging me. <laughs> Why do we have such rubbish equipment? Oh, that is our <laughs> that is our company policy. So, <laughs> so he takes Remo to meet Master oh, Ch- Master oh, Chun, right? Okay. Right. Who is before we get going? Please remember that this is an Asian American actor, uh, and do not be uh, offensive to him, please. Come on, you, you can't do this. John. No, it's Joel Grey. It's, 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 it's the girl from Dirty Dancing's dad. My God! That's not the girls. What? Yeah, Jennifer Grey. Her dad's Joel Grey. Oh, I thought you meant in the movie. Uh, this is right. yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, really? You must carry watermelon. <laughs> like a like pregnant orangutan. I know. <laughs> Fucking hell! Uh, uh, he, no, said, he said here yeah. that he went through four and a half hours of makeup every day. <laughs> <laughs> why? Oh, Jesus Christ. He said, oh, just reminds me of that far show sketch. They dip his face in some flour and he turns yeah. around and goes, four hours in makeup. Was <laughs> <laughs> he just in the, 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 the trailer's wanking constantly? Yeah. <laughs> no way this took four hours. Four yeah. and a no, half no, hours. I can imagine that because right, I'm going to say this. Joel Grey is one of the more respected stage actors of the 20th right, yeah. century, right? Mm. They go, oh, it took four hours to get him in makeup. Why? Well, he struggled a lot. Yeah. <laughs> hold him down. Hold him down. <laughs> 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 We got Wilfred Brimley to pin him down. Yeah, we, <laughs> That's nothing. Wilfred Brimley, we had him blacked up for a while, but he, he, he worked out how to get it off. 
<laughs> I, will, I got a flag up there. Like, when this happened, I thought, oh my God, this is like, this, this scene is awful because it's such a blatant yellow face thing. Well, he says to him, speak, yeah. it, speak it English. And he yeah. says, does a nightingale sing? Oh, but, no. No, but I, I, my head was like, this is a terrible yellow face scene. I can't believe they got this scene in it. All it's right. not a scene. No. It's not a scene. It's not <laughs> yes. This is 90% of the film from now yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So he tries to shoot. And, uh, mm. uh, uh, did you did you have to look at the trivia? Because I can't remember. There was another actor who was up for it. Who, again, not was a white guy. Oh, they I were didn't. only auditioning white guys for this. And this was the year after Pat Morita. Yeah. It's like they went, well, you know, we've only yeah. got one only Asian got one. Uh, American actor and he's busy. Who else are we going to get? The bloke with his eyes in Blade Runner? Yeah, you the, could, the, yeah. The, the guy from, well, they could have used James Hong. He'd have been very good. Or, um, yeah, James Hong, yeah. Or the, the one from Big Trouble in Little Toronto with the wonky eyes. You know, you leave Jack Burton. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He looks east and west. Well, I don't know, but I'd like to see him do Kung Fu, but yeah. He's the one who died <laughs> when he thought his son was in, in 9-11. <laughs> Oh fuck yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's he, 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 I think we have, yeah. Yeah, yeah when we did Big Trouble in Little China. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So he'd have been better than, than a, 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 a white bloke. Yeah, but this, but this is appalling. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. This is terrible from, from now until the you, end of the film. <laughs> thing is, as, so this film is terrible. The fact they did this is terrible. Everything is terrible. Hmm. With that said, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor Shut Golden up. Globe. Yeah. For this? Yeah. Didn't win. No For way. this? Yeah. And not for Cabaret. Jesus Christ. No, it was for this. Cabaret was... No, yeah. <laughs> 14 years later. <laughs> oh, go on, have one then. Wait a minute. What he are you wearing there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But he's yeah, done right yeah. or wrong here. We're going to give him to it for Remo. Oh. <laughs> It's just go to show it, guys. When you go walk, you go broke, don't you? So. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So he tries to shoot Chun, and he dodges all the bullets. Yeah. You must say uh, because the, Joe, I just remembered. Hmm. Yeah, this is the scene I wrote. This is the worst fucking fight scene I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, it's appalling. Yeah. And I was wrong because forty yeah. minutes later, there's a worse one. There's a much worse one. Yeah, and I, but, I think did one of you send this to us on the WhatsApp group before we watched it? I might have. I saw this before. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think you showed us. And um, I thought this was like an airplane style comedy going in. So, right. And it, no. it, it's not. No. That, it's not. That, that was upsetting a bit. So it's, it's an airplane style comedy in the same way that the guys flying 9 11 <laughs> were involved in an airplane <laughs> <Yes>. style comedy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I would say is because Joe. Oh, Grace, uh, sorry. Hmm? Sorry. Science point. Um, actually, dodging bullets in real time is neurologically impossible. The uh, nerve ah. impulses don't. Travel slower than bullets. Ah, so. but you're not. But, a ma- you're not a master of Sinaju. Sinaju. Yeah. No, no, true. Right. I'm. Uh, yeah. Quite a neuroscientist, but okay, I guess I'm not one of those. You can dodge a bullet. <laughs> yeah, they no, they don't walk into a neuroscience conference and start shooting everybody to see if they're going to dodge bullets, though, do they? Yeah. So. <laughs> not, not anymore. No. No. Not that last time. That was awful. Not oh. even the ones in Miami. Okay. Uh, you're going back uh, to Miami, aren't you? <laughs> uh, potentially. Mm. Um, that's a reference for anyone who listens regularly. Yeah. Dean went to a drugs conference <laughs> yeah. in Miami and he came back not via a plane. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm um, only here in spirit. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he, he should, uh, what I was going to say is Joel Gray, because he's a former dancer. Mm. I like the way when he dodges the bullets, he's got like a little cocked heel up. So he's like, whoop, 
Hoop. Mm. Oh, that's quite good. And then he says to him, you move like bamboon, ba- baboon with two club feet. Yeah. And then Remo tries to attack him and he throws him round the room, as you'd expect. And then he says to Mac, I see promise in him. Yeah, this is the test of shit. Remo- yeah. It's just shit, but what if he hasn't done part of this test? <laughs> They're just it would look exactly the, the same. He would have got beaten up. Throw him through a wall and land on a piano. He goes, oh, he's good, this one. What do you mean? <laughs> this is exactly what would happen if he got beaten up in a pub in Swansea. Right? It's exactly yeah. what it looks like. Everyone yeah, keeps going, point, he's so good. He's brilliant. Yeah, but my, my, my point, in terms of plot and logistics, Q have just, like, faked this guy's death, forcibly recruited him, and if Chun had said, oh, you shipped this guy, they go, oh, well, yeah. put a bullet in his head and Ooh, start again then, isn't it? Just shoot him in the head, yeah, put him back <laughs> in the river. Yeah. Um, uh, so Remo seems inefficient as all well. yeah it is Remo then says well why do I have to go live with him to Mac and Mac goes well we've all had to and it kind of feels like it's kind of it's something I'm afraid he's going to come and get you in the night but it's just something we all have to do you know uh, but he gets punished for being mean for being cheeky to Chun he pokes him with his finger mm-hmm. and it, it's, flame, it's one it? of those kind of like Kill Bill style things that you know makes him shit himself <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not, it's not, not a minimum off what, uh, what this guy can do, apparently. Yeah. Uh. And then he, the first thing he's, the first task he's got to do is run on the edge of a roof, but old Remo's scared of heights. That comes up again, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but he solves it later, <laughs> yeah. doesn't he? So This fine. is basically the same scene times, five times in a row for, for, for the next hour. Yeah. It's just mm. trading. Yeah. And, and Joel Grey, four hours of makeup, looking sad. Yeah. And disappointed. Unlike John Rivers. I was so bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So Wilfred Brimley's computer shows him dirt on someone called George Grove, who is the villain. And then he goes... I I think maybe the worst villain in any film ever. He's he's basically... He's a villain of the week from, like, the A-Team or something like that. Yeah. 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 Hmm. There's no subtlety in him at all. He's just, like, evil businessman. That's mm. that. That's his arc. Well, not even arc. Really, just, just it's defining characteristic. But uh, Brimley's like, oh, someone's trying to access Grove's secret file, and then we see Captain Janeway, who's Major mm. Rainer Fleming. She's trying to get into Grove's file to get some dirt on him, but then she finds she's having problems. So then we cut to Chun shows Remo a Korean fingerboard to make oh, his fingers the, deadly. Yes, that's a that's boring. But um, mm. the um, the <laughs> Janeway is, okay. is, is, try, is trying to get into no, not you. The, the scene itself. I think. Mm-hmm. The um, when she's trying to get into the computer, she a lieutenant approaches her and does the worst flo- floating I've ever seen on film. Oh God, yeah, you're right. It's yeah. like really badly, but technically it sort of worked because the guy playing the lieutenant, who is, uh, uh, on the record is like she's a major, so he's two ranks below her. So mm. that's that's really worrying anyway. But um. He is uh, Jeff Allen, uh, and if you look up IMDb, his top four known four credits are number one, Remo Williams' Adventure Begins, which nice. is obviously a bad start. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, K9, the uh, Jim, oh, Belushi Jim Belushi film. comedy. Yeah. yeah, love that movie. And yep. the two other ones are Star Trek Borg and Star Trek Voyager. So there presumably, you uh, he impressed Kate Mulgrew enough to give him a leg up in certain things so good yeah. for him he had to terrific for me, a leg over he had to fuck Jerry Lee no, from K9 know. though <laughs> <laughs> and he was the receiver I bet yeah 
Jerry Lee from K9, mm. he can squash a snooker ball in his mouth. Mm. Fun fact for you. Though. Have we had the whole thing about um, Chun doing the whole... Uh, Chun's the whole... Th- uh, Koreans are the master race bit yet. We've we, we had that, haven't we? Uh, yeah, I think we have, yeah. Yeah, Koreans invented all martial arts. They're, the, mm. they're basically... They're, he, he's a Korean That's supremacist. Right. Mm. Yeah, well, he's yeah. not even Korean. This one specific village. So they invented yeah. this one martial art that's called Shin... Shin Shinobi, yeah. and uh, yeah, and then and apparently the dawn of time. Since the dawn of time, and all other martial arts are supposed to be derived from this one that was invented in a village, which basically mm. involves right. When Joel Gray does it, it looks a little bit graceful, a little bit daft because he's dodging bullets, but yeah. fine. Later on, when at the end of the film, not a jump ahead, but when Fred Ward does the exact same moves, it looks like you're pissed up fucking uncle at a wedding. He looks like he's shat himself <laughs> yeah. when he's trying to get to the toilet. He looks like he's shit himself yeah. when well, he's trying to make anything. it look like he's dancing. Yeah. He's like, where are you going? Nothing, just have a bit of a dance. Why are you dancing that way? Ah, oh, it's the best bit of the dance floor. What, near the shitters? Shut up, Carol. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And also, in the original sequence, um, Chun has the line, you didn't ask me white, that is not your fault. Is that sort of like trying to cover their arse here a bit? <laughs> if anyone does complain about the whole I yellow face I don't think they thing? cared, really. No, I don't think they give a shit. I, I, think, I, I bet you, given the given what we said it on, I, th- I bet at some point during the... Because um, uh, Chun is Korean, and like uh, they are attributed with all, all things martial arts. I bet at some point, someone in the script said, what's the, um, what's the actual name for, for that lot? And like they said, uh, Korean, yeah, sounds about right. And they just went with it. Yeah. I Honestly, something like that happened. I bet, I bet you are. 
He also says I that the the, the, the the practices of the particular martial art he does, they murdered Robin Hood. That that really took me out of it. Was, what the fuck? What? <laughs> he was a bandit. Right? Yeah, he's, he's going through people in history, and you're like, okay, I think he says Napoleon at one point as well, and you're like, okay, okay, and then he goes, yeah, Napoleon. Robin Hood, and I'm like, it didn't even fucking exist, mate. Yeah. <laughs> this film seems to think also like, it treats the Koreans as like they're like Tolkien's elves. It's just mm. the master race is capable of all things, all these Chun things, that. <sighs> uh, but he shows um, he shows him that because he's basically in the fridge. He's expecting to see the food he likes seeing, which is we establishes hamburger and hot dogs. Oh yeah, Chun never stops going about that. Yeah, I can smell hamburger on you, and you're ugh, he's very opposed to meat. Uh, and he's replaced it all with um, rice. All he eats is rice. Again, I think someone's written the script and gone, ah, they all eat rice, don't they? Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. yeah. That, that, like, a very sort of broad brush uh, portrayal of... Uh, and while he cooks the, the rice, he sets up an assault course for Remo round the kitchen. Okay. <sighs> so he has to run up boards, uh, stand one-legged on poles. And he gets to the top and he's like, ta-da! And um, Chun's not really very impressed. And then he goes... Now you come back, and he goes to come back, and he turns the lights out. Mm. He says, "Well, you got up there. Now you have to get down with without seeing." How stupid that is! Really stupid. Also, I feel like he's meant to be like a, a, a sort of an audience favorite, and a character Chun. And throughout the, I got the note that says, um, "Chun is what you get if the scriptwriter says." What if Mr. Miyagi was a total fantasist and also a cunt? Yeah. And that's, basically, <laughs> that's basically what he is. Also, we should have the rest of this film because obviously um, Remo tries the assault course and we hear a crashing noise in the dark. The rest of the film, he should have a pole up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Would have helped. Would have helped. Nothing good. Hmm. So then, meanwhile, we cut to the exciting uh, weapons test of the AR-60. Oh, yes. Where a man oh. fires it and it blows up in his face and kills him. Pretty graphic for a second. Yeah. Well, I bet if you, I didn't pause it, but I bet it just somebody goes get the just ketchup mm. on him because all this. By the way, this is the this is the equivalent of a of a a ship going missing in a Bond film. Yeah. Right. This yeah. is this is the inciting incident. Mm. It's the guffing shit. Yeah. yeah. This is the whole thing is that somebody this terrible uh, villain mm. is just making subpar machine guns. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a really sort of low stakes boring problem isn't it like yeah do we have the same thing we saw about them you did the a-team and just like it's all admin it's all bureaucracy it's just oh, like admin. oh it's really you can't make spreadsheets perilous it's really hard to do it's really difficult especially when kate mulgrew's like well i'll have to report this and groves is like ah well he tells the general you'll have to lose that report and pretend it never existed yeah who like, gives a fuck <laughs> oh. <coughs> oh sorry a first on the podcast there i sneezed <laughs> is that a first? I think it might be. So then, Remo is forced to go around a giant Ferris wheel. That thing looks like an absolute death trap. The Wonder yeah. Wheel. It looks yeah. terrifying. I, I have to say, these bits, I was like, I think Fred Ward has been tied to a Ferris wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it looks mm. real. These day, this day and age, it'll be blue screen. But I actually don't know how they've done it. No, it looked terrifying. Yeah, I think I think that's a real thing. Obviously, they could have just built that for this film. So that, that's a real fairground rider yeah definitely it's and then he manages really to scary. sort of get around it and then uh, we get another exciting cameo william hickey as a what barker. is this bit about oh yeah what what's going on here what, why, we're why just showing that chun is just uh, amazing 
because he threw yeah. you have to it's the thing where you throw the hoops and the bottles and he without even looking he's like whoosh, 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 and he wins yeah. a pink panther but William what's his name William Hickey William Hickey he looks genuinely old and creepy at this point yeah. he's staying with those two young boys going this is even yeah. young as well I know <laughs> <laughs> It is, isn't it? Really quite unsettling. Like, look, hey, boy's going to throw the... Oh, you can what win something, it? you know. Like, Jesus Christ. Three or four he, years bef- before Christmas Vacation? Christmas Vacation, but the year... this Practically the same year as uh, Name of the Rose, when he is oh, terrified. Oh, yeah, yeah. And My Blue Heaven was a couple of, a few years there. Yo, Danny Rad. He had a really extraordinary voice. He's also the voice of... In Nightmare Before Christmas, Catherine O'Hara's character is... Like the weird scientist man who builds it. That's William Hickey as well. Oh, Dr. Finkelstein? Something like that. Um, So then he's talking to um, Chun in the kitchen and Chun just fires two bullets at him and he dodges both of them. Yeah, it's... Also, this, we've some disappointed that Chun is a huge fan of soap operas. Oh, go. It was a running joke that he's like watching those daytime American soaps. America's only contribution to art because they have... Oh, God... Wait till, he hears, wait till he starts talking about porn. <laughs> well, he does. That'd be a better funny. running joke if he was like, why does man not fix piano? <laughs> he talk, he's talking about Robin Asquith. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> he has cleaned no windows. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he confessed. <laughs> um, so he dodges these two bullets and he's like, ah, ha, ha, I'm really good now. And then uh, Chun goes to fire another one. There's, there's no shot. And he goes, you fired all those shots yesterday. <laughs> and then as he walks <laughs> off, Chun fires more and he goes, I reloaded. But we're supposed to think at this point, oh, they're getting on. Not getting oh, on. Are we? I think we are. I think, well, I think we're, we're seeing here that the, <clears throat> the glacier's melting slightly. Uh, I think so, yeah. But, but it's it, it just the same time as the, um, uh, the aforementioned sex conversation. Oh no no that's coming up that's coming up. Okay right. <clears throat> Meanwhile, we have to jump to the incredibly exciting uh, evidence that Kate Mulgrew is presenting about Grove's weapons. Not like that. <laughs> exactly. But as she's talking, she's being watched by <clears throat> Wilfred Brimley sat in his chair. She must stink in that office. <laughs> he doesn't leave. Stink. He, he doesn't, doesn't have any scenes anywhere else, does he? No. It's just a small no, no. oak-panelled room that stinks in in a piss. closed bank that must just stink of shit and piss and whatever. <laughs> diabetic, diabetic piss as well. It's just worse, I hear. Um, yeah. So she presents uh, evidence saying that the, the weapons shouldn't be used and gross. Why is it taking one person to go, oh, I have evidence that these guns are dangerous, mm. such as the bloke who got his head shot off by a gun shooting backwards? Yeah. I, I don't think it should be one lone gun, like one lone person going, I think these guns might be bad. I think the bloke lying in a slab in the hospital is like plenty of evidence. I think you're right. Oh, but, but Dan, they said that this guy Grove, he has tendrils everywhere. See, he has so much control over people. Mm. Mm. Oh, you're paying more him. attention to me. You'll actually have the, uh, you know, he has the entire, you know, his military command in his pocket, by all accounts. His mate, <clears throat> Groves' mate, is the, um, it was bothering me for ages. Where have I seen him? And then I remembered he's Ivan Drago's manager in Rocky Four. Oh, Patrick Kilpatrick. Yeah, that's right. Brilliant. Which, 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 a name that makes me laugh so much. But it's, it's a stage name, right? Because otherwise his parents have got a real problem. <laughs> Patrick Kilpatrick. <laughs> but um, Groves says, I want that bitch on a short leash. Mm-hmm. So this is when um, Remo. Oh yeah, yeah. So Stone the guy said he has the most 
Okay, it's in the WhatsApp. He has the most unsettling grin smile I've ever seen. Well, yeah. It's really uns- deeply, deeply disturbing. Yeah, well, the diamond tooth man. It, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, even with the close-up of that, it's like, oh, you do, you don't look right, you do. I think that was a character <laughs> written by Paul Simon. <laughs> yeah? He's got diamonds in the tooth of his mouth. <laughs> literally does have room. Yeah. Believe it or not, that becomes relevant later. It does. I love that bit. Yeah. So then we get Remo <laughs> running on the beach. He dives through a sand hill. Jesus Christ. This, this is and then to... starts running in the air. <laughs> well, does he? I think he does. I think you support. I was looking at it closely and good. I think this is what they're going for. I probably would have shot that from the side if that's what they're going for. I think they should have thrown it from the side, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it just looks like basically what's happened is someone is driving a beach buggy <coughs> and it's and there's two bars sticking out in front of it. Yes. And they've told Fred Ward to put his armpits over them. Yeah. And they've driven along at about 12 mile an hour. That's right. <laughs> with him dangling his legs off and going, look like you're still running. And, and then gone, this film costs $30 million. $30 million. And then Max stands up and goes, he looks great. And Chun goes, yeah, yeah, he's all right. And then he goes, when will he be? He goes, I think he'll be ahead of schedule. And he goes, oh, when will he be ready? He goes, about 15 years. Uh, yeah, fucking, Weirdly, this guy used to be a builder, didn't he? That is the right time scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you get yeah, somebody younger, you wouldn't you? Well, yeah. Um, so yeah. then, but he's like, oh, wait, I've had builders like this prick, right? They're just like, how long, how long do you reckon? Oh, it won't take long. How long? Fifteen years. Oh, well, <laughs> you should have told me that when you did, fucking did the estimate. Then he did jump through that big <laughs> hill of sand, though. So that's a start. Yeah. That's not yeah. the year off, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we with a lot of missions which involve jumping into big piles of sand. That, that's mm. like that's day one. Yeah. Also, I guess, well, yeah, I both the group that. Go on. Go on. I was going to say, yeah, most of our missions are set in Morecambe, so it takes a lot of sand cars. <laughs> yes. yeah, a lot of uh, international espionage happens on, like, Blackpool, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but, but Chun, for some reason, and again, reinforce my opinion that they don't actually know what a Korean person is or does, or <laughs> Chun's outdoor out wardrobe is oh, yeah. John Rivers. Well, he's dressed like a Sherpa. What's, what's that about? I don't know. Yeah, well, is he? He's covered in he's furs. He's glam. It's, yeah. Yeah, but, like, proper Hollywood furs mm. and... Um, the headband, like uh, those, the do rags they call them that uh, John Rivers used to wear. It's uh, it's really weird. It's really weird. It's very effeminate. But then talking of which, when they get back to the flat later on, uh, they're, they're getting on, not like that. They're making tea together, and then Rima goes, "Look, Chan, I've been here a month." And he goes, "You want to know that?" <laughs> he goes, you, "You're asking about sex." And he goes, "Yeah, I am." And then he goes, well, "He basically says, once you've been through this training, you can." Bring a woman to a climax by just touching her wrist. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Fucking! What military training? Right. This essentially is is going right. So basically, the first month is levitating. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> I don't know that it's going to take fourteen years. It's just taking fifteen years to train to be. But yeah, he's lit levitating in a month. <laughs> what else is there really after that? Right. Punching quicker <laughs> and making women jizz off their wrists. <laughs> Is he also intimated at this point that uh, Chun's way older than he's, than you think? Well, like yeah. he's 900 years old. Like he's 900 years old. Yeah, like a Yoda type thing. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's, he that's at, entirely in keeping with this film. He looks it's, at him and says, when 28 you reach, wise you will be. <laughs> I'm 42, mate. What? <laughs> um, so then... Sorry, just to flag that up, but... Mac keeps acting like the sort of the elder statesman towards uh, Remo. Mm. Um, how much older is he? They don't look that much different in age. No. Nah. 
He was the yeah, judge and a few right. good men. That's it. Oh. That's where I know from. Two days I've been trying to remember that. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, Janeway. That was his catchphrase in that, wasn't it? Yeah. Janeway, right. gets, Janeway gets <laughs> followed by Groves' man with the diamonds in his teeth. And oh, this, Remo, this, is, this is shit as well. Go on. Yeah. Well, Remo gets in the lift with her <laughs> and says, uh, I was thinking, oh, uh, this is a setup. He's going to help her. But it's not. He's just being creepy. He goes, That's a yeah. nice uniform you've got. I really like your buttons. And she laughs. And she laughs at him, rightly. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's terrible. And yeah. then she goes outside and the diamond tooth man starts following her. And then Remo just comes out and grabs him by the throat and starts strangling him. <laughs> yes. It seems like they brought him this way. F- purely to do that yeah oh and he's, he's got a he's little a camera in his lapel so he's taking pictures of everyone but Remo just starts strangling him and I was mm. thinking oh they probably know who he is they don't no. no it's a very weird scene it feels like there's a lot of scenes missing mm. with that said I would not like them added back in no please <laughs> it was too it's long two hours long anyway <laughs> did you notice that the when he's deep minutes that he's trailing montage did you notice that when he was strangling that fellow, there was a whole crowd of people across the street pointing and, and looking at... You know, they weren't extras, they were just watching the filming. And they were just watching the filming of it. No, I didn't notice it. Yeah, the few of them were pointing. Okay, look at that film. Like shit, didn't it? <laughs> so... But it's all, it, it speaks to the, the, the plot, though. In, at no point... I didn't spot a point where they've told Remo what his job is, or what he's supposed to be doing. No, not, not like, at all. We, we never get to see that, but basically it turns... He said, I, I need to borrow him for a few days from Chen to do this thing. And it turns out the thing is, turn up, harass Janeway yeah. in the, the lift, and then strangle a guy in a car, yeah. and give away the operation. I mean, I could have done that. If you yeah. Don't I mean, a trained guy for that. I it all makes it. sense later, definitely. There's a moment later, and I'm like, oh, it's clicked now. What's going on here? Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll explain it when we get there. Yeah, yeah. I'll take your word for that, because mm. I tuned out at this point. Okay, Statue... Yeah, I missed it entirely. Statue of Liberty... Yeah. So, to <clears throat> conquer his fear of heights... Remo and Chen up a high thing, yes. Yeah, to conquer his fear of heights, he's taken him to the Statue of Liberty. As you mentioned, Dan, it was from 84 to 88, it was being um, <clears throat> cleaned up. So, there's loads of scaffolding, right. and they thought, oh, we can use that. But and turned into plastic as well, it turns out. That's yeah. terrible. Um, so, he stands on top, and the builders, are off- the builders of the site are offered money by Diamond Teeth Man and the others <coughs> to right. go I, I murder so- Remo. Yeah, so I miss it. So they're actually just regular builders, not like yeah, high and yeah. heavy. Yeah, yeah. Oh that's God. what I thought. I thought that, that, I must have misunderstood sure. this because, yeah. yeah. Nope, they're just regular builders. That makes what happens much, much, much worse then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so they... This is quite racist against builders. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if I give you a fiver, <laughs> yeah. will you kill that man? Yeah. yeah. I got nothing to live for. Will you enjoy it? Yeah. <laughs> Can you do it today? No, I've got another job across town. Sorry, about <laughs> yeah, exactly. That. It's gonna. I'll have to wait. Ooh, How long will it take you to kill this guy? Oh, <laughs> yeah. the only one who was reliable was Fred West. He'd have done this. Oh. He'd have killed Remo and put him in the cement. In fact, that makes sense because actually, it looks like Fred West killed Remo and stole his costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Yeah. So he, to cut a long story short, he gets away from all the builders, and when he gets to the ground, he oh, there's a bit where he slides down a rope for about fifty feet. He'd have no fucking hands left if he got to the bottom. <laughs> no. 
Yeah. And then he lands on a plank or something that's floating there. And then a bag, this is a bag of concrete falls that looks weirdly, and I mean this, it does in fact that bag look a bit like... Like Fred Ward, right? Yeah, it does. So that falls, and the builders go, well, I guess that was him dead then. Yeah. Nobody goes to check. <laughs> nope. They just all go, ah, lovely, and walk off. But when also, he gets they, to... Uh, uh, as they go to the lift, they say, like, hey, remember we killed that guy? Oh, that was so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? No. And then he beats them the all up. people talk about. And he gets to the <clears> ground, <throat> and this is my favourite bit. He's then being chased by Diamond Mouth's heavies. And he's running away, and then he reaches a large patch of fresh wet cement. And he thinks, I know, I'll implement the skills I've now learned. And he runs across them like he's shat himself. Without just tiptoeing across it without really making a a footprint. Amazing. Apart from the last few steps, which he does make a quite clear footprint. Yeah. uh, yeah. I guess they forgot to film that. And the bad guy chasing him runs into the same bit and sinks down and sinks to the bottom. Mm. it's like actually dead and the the build the guys <laughs> doing the cement are just like wow and they just carry on working yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 established that builders are clear psychopaths yeah <laughs> i think guy howell got stiffed by a builder didn't he <laughs> chris writing a bit about all builders being cunts <laughs> <laughs> you have to let it go that patio is fine it's not it's wonky <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so then but the um mm. oh yeah this, this whole time chun's been there um mm. for a while he's staying at two kids fishing which is a really weird vibe really to weird i think vibe. it's the same two kids on the carnival yeah and he's got he's, he's still there, like the guy from family guy you know mm. gonna put the long hard strong rod in the water catch me a nice fish <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but then mm. he disappears and he can do all this stuff like mm. he's on the payroll i don't know why they make him do stuff but um yeah Anyway, well, he takes out someone who's about to shoot Remo, doesn't he? Yeah, never yeah. mentioned it. Just he's just there, just there. So Remo storms in to see Wilfred Brimley, and Wilfred Brimley's <coughs> sitting there, fucking having a wank and eating a donut. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even know Google the cameras on. Man or Google? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and action. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about ladies' boobies and eating a donut. <laughs> All those dick pics got to be. <laughs> so he, he runs in and he says to him and Mac that the Diamond Tooth Man is trying to kill him, right? And Brimley's like, oh, well. And then basically says, look, if we get discovered, we all got to kill ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, no, no, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't say that. He says, we, me and Mac will kill ourselves. Oh, yeah. Is it, uh, we kill ourselves. Oh, yeah. You're going to be killed by your slant-eyed buddy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Fucking why? He's like, what are you when you eat that donut? <laughs> <laughs> why have they set this company up? I this was their it. choice. They <laughs> <laughs> got right. Who's in charge? This mental is going to well, we have to kill ourselves. You're the boss. This is up to you. <laughs> why? Right? No. Who? Why is this the rule? I don't know. I don't know. He's basically oh. working for the Judean people's suicide crack squad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That showed him her. <laughs> yeah, these basically says, well, if we're found out, we're rumbled, boys. Quick, take your cyanide. Like, what kind of company yeah, yeah. is this? Let's play out what would actually happen if we got found out for existing. Nothing. <laughs> right? There's a bloke over there who's literally killing soldiers with their own guns, and he's fine. Yeah. We would, we get a slap on the wrist, and that would make us come. 
<laughs> you have to ask yourself if, if I die in this room, would it smell worse yeah, exactly. than it does now? I Genuinely, imagine already. Uh, well, for probably like I get a knock on the door three times a week from people asking if I'm a corpse, right? Because the smell wafts, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Remo goes to see Chun and basically, is it true? And he goes, yeah, yeah. If, if we're rumbled, I'll murder you. Uh, I will also want to flag up that uh, Chun, who has spent mo- much of the film railing against uh, Americans and their, uh, you eat meat, it's disgusting, and uh, mm. you are all fit. He's sitting on a tiger skin rug. <laughs> totally unbothered by that. So, you know, I think it's only cattle he has a problem with. I think he, he doesn't mind killing animals. Just, I think um, the worst thing ones. about Chun generally <coughs> is his hypocrisy. It's nothing to do with the makeup, it's yeah, just the hypocrisy. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't help. <laughs> so here's here's my first point where I'm like, something's been edited out here because Remo's genuinely hurt by this news and he leaves. And then the next scene is him and Mac storming Grove's warehouse. I'm like, hang on a minute. A minute ago, you were talking about all topping yourself and getting murdered yeah. by Chun. So what's happened now? Oh, I I thought that. And I think it's because when he said uh, before that scene, he says to Remo, like, we've got a flight tomorrow morning. Don't be late. Uh, and he's actually getting his bag to go to that. Or they were playing darts. Yeah, well, maybe, yeah. But either way, it, I, yeah. It, it, right. doesn't matter. No. <laughs> I just stopped thinking about this film. It's really, really... Well, I started thinking about because this is a classic, you know... Uh, we, we find out that Max got a, a, a wonky arm, a fake arm. <laughs> he's got... He hasn't, has he? Right. He's got his normal arm and he's got a bog roll that they <laughs> put tin bog- foil on. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when, it, uh, when it falls off later on and he's running away... He, there's no way it's under his jacket, is there? No, <laughs> yeah. absolutely not. No, it's just his torso is really wide. But it made me think about how, in those days, it must have been really easy to sneak into warehouses at night because there's no CCTV. <laughs> they cut the cut way through the fence. They run in in the dark and then they split up. And Remo oh. then gets bothered by the dogs from up. <laughs> Jesus Christ! These yeah, dogs. it's a do- these fucking little. Do- Could you train your dog to do this? Yeah, come no, on. come on, Dean. No, it's not a thing. It's Forrest doing this. No, he's not. <laughs> Can dogs use ladders, Dean? No, they can't. They can't, do, they can't do ladders. They can't do these things. These dogs are like from fucking lawnmower man or something. It's like this is no actual. He climbs about three levels and he's like, "Let's see you try and get me up here." And they pull down a fire escape and run yeah, up it together. And also, Remo's clean amateur because the dogs chase him and he jumps a ladder to hide. Hmm. We know from a team that what you do is you wank them off. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, who does that yeah. in the a team? I can't remember. Is it Murdoch? Hannibal. Oh, yeah. you're right, he does. Yeah, the first, yeah. first scene, it, first, its first scene is, mm. dog chasing the shadows, they come out quite chilled and relaxed, he comes right. out brushing his hands. Like, That's oh, right. right, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, the Neeson wanked off dogs, everyone. Yeah, that ex- explains a lot, actually. It's got a very, he has a very special set of yeah. skills. <laughs> um, yeah, so what he should have done is pulled out a string of sausages. Yeah. 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 <laughs> dogs love that but yeah he walks into a room and there's like a satellite dish and a bin i was i watched this and i thought oh look they've finally done some james bond sort yes. of production as i know yeah. this is where the movie's finally gonna kick in mm-hmm. the high gear yep and it all explodes immediately because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. it, it's shot by classic 80s very slow lasers <laughs> yeah you can see these things literally move at light speed like just, and then oh, crawl past your head really. like dan i was like oh maybe the plot is about lasers nope 
Oh. Never see lasers again. That's unmentioned, <laughs> yep. yep. It's like the secret plastic surgery. It's just a thing you're supposed to accept. It's almost like he's run onto a, a, an exciting Bond film set and they've gone, what are you doing here? Get out. Get out. Is <laughs> that Reba Williams? Yeah. Release the hounds. <laughs> again. <laughs> <clears throat> so everything blows up. Hmm. He goes to meet Mac and Mac gets shot. But Remo hmm. gets away in a digger. And uh, Mac is then captured by Diamond Face Man and everyone, and Groves, and he's in a oh, hospital bed. His name is Stone, the Diamond, Diamond Tusk guy. Uh, Diamond yeah. to Stone, is that a sort of uh, Play on words. clever joke? Yeah, oh. that's a Crystal Wood joke. Oh, okay. He's the man who wrote, wouldn't it be funny if a bum and going up, going up and down some suds was in the film? <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, um, <laughs> Mac kills himself. From his hospital, he pulls out all his tubes in his hospital bed. He said he was going to. Very sad. Yeah. yeah. So Remo takes the stolen data to Wilford Brimley, uh, and he goes, "Ah, it's a classic fake. It's a classic misdirection. That. What is? Yeah. The satellite. The satellite wasn't a thing. What the? What? You, what's going on? <laughs> who were they misdirecting? Yeah. The one person who snuck in and ch- got chased yeah. by dogs. Like, yeah. And no. Brimley goes, ah, oh, no, no, Grove, no, 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 he's a smooth operator. No, this one is because it was um, Captain Jamie was interrogating Groves about the, the satellite. Mm. He said, like, can we see it soon? And he said, uh, how dare you accuse me of being unpatriotic because I've never said that. But basically, it was a fake. So he blew it up, think, oh, the satellite was blown up. It wasn't fake. And it was a sort of, again, it's just lazy bureaucracy and insurance fraud, which is, you can't make these things perilous or exciting, can you? But so Janeway goes to see Grove again, and Grove goes, oh, I'm really sorry about how horrible I was last time I saw you, but I thought you might like to look at these like a real gotcha. And it's a picture of her standing <laughs> near what? Fred Ward. And you're like, what? I was just on the street, and he was behind me. What the? He's like, ah, look yeah. at you, having sex with that man. I'm just standing near him. Yeah. And again, I think Kate Mulgrew at this point, she, she likes to wander in off the set of a totally different respectable film because mm. she just doesn't have any sort of time for any of this bullshit I don't know, until later but uh, yeah. and R- <sighs> Remo at this point meanwhile because she storms out I mean Remo snuggles snuggles smuggles himself onto the base <laughs> by going under a truck Cape Fear style oh, and God, just I rolls out in broad daylight in the middle of the base, right? He goes, I snuck in, and, and the person he's trying to avoid is the first person who walks right up to him going, the fuck are you doing? Yeah. All right. <laughs> and also, I don't know if you noticed, he's in disguise. He's wearing a military uniform. Yeah. That's got the name Remo Williams on it. That's right. Oh, fuck, I didn't spot that at all. Yeah, it does. Jesus Christ. I'm undercover I'm as... <laughs> oh, fuck. But they did say that that, that name is not in is not any record, so yeah. I guess that is sort of. Well, it's in a bedpan. <laughs> He's come disguised as a bedpan. The soldier comes up to him and starts pissing on his face. Yeah, look, I'll say at this point. Back to the plot a second. At no point is it made clear what what, what he's doing. Like you say, he's like he said, I can I can fix this. But what is your plan? What are you what are you doing here? Why? I don't why know. They, they use so little information all the way through. Yeah, with mm. the entire film, it's like Remo is just being told. Train with this guy. Okay. Why? To what end? To what agenda? Like, we're not giving any sort of outline of plot, intention, motivation. It's just... No. Train. And then Go up high. He's talking to Janeway. She, <laughs> she's like, oh, you must be army intelligence. Do you outrank me? And he goes, uh, yeah, I do. 
Just because oh, oh, <laughs> really to convincing. You, then. Yeah. yeah, but he's like, did you say outrank or outwank? Yeah, and she's <laughs> outrank. Oh, yes to yes to both, probably. <laughs> yeah. Either way, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely the second one. And then the guy from Rocky Four turns up and goes, oh, I, I think you want to go and look at our new weapons, Captain Janeway. And she's like, I do. And then she turns to Rima and goes, what are you waiting for? Hop in. So he drives them to the facility, takes them into a room and shuts the doors and locks them into a sealed room. And anyway, has Diamond Face not yeah. noticed? That, oh, well, you the guy who's the, we're definitely against. Yeah, get in the van. It's fine. Hmm. Shouldn't he recognise him? So hang on, and just shoot him in the face or something. Should just shoot them. I mean, it's not Diamond Face, but it is someone who was in in the inner circle. So yeah, that's oh yeah, but he brings Diamond Face in. Someone who's seen his photographs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all part of it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh fucking hell! And he says again, even in terms of like they trap in this vault and they start pumping this gas in. They don't say what the vault's for, what the gas is. I'm guessing nitrogen. They need a oxygen for it, but. Why? It's basically. What, what is it? What's you, happening? You know, when you sit in a chair, someone else has been sitting in. It's basically they yeah. just put a little hose pipe in Wilfred Brimley's chair <laughs> when he was not singing, and they pushed it down and sent it out <laughs> in this gas. Oh, that's that's be secret because chemical weapons are banned by the Geneva Convention. So, that's right. Right. No, it's, it's a Wilfred of mass destruction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're passing out cause this gas, and then. It's not going too well for either of them. Which, to be yeah. fair, if you've been in Wilfred Brimley's office, hmm. you're like, it's all right, I can survive fucking anything, boys. That's right. And he's rolling around the floor, and Diamond Face thinks, I know, I'll put on a gas mask and go in and gloat. Yeah. <laughs> so he that does that. Like, oh, Jesus. Oh, so he gets thumped and beaten up, and then old Remo oh, fucking pushes his diamond tooth into the glass, which is, you know, they can't break. Makes a big no, X. Pushes his face in. Mm. Luckily, yeah. the mm. man's resting mouth is wide open, mm. right? So that the glass, which it wouldn't be, no. right? Which so that the diamond can impact against the glass, which I'm not sure it would because it would have to be would. pushed no. so far. No. And he makes a sort of a yeah, he, uh, yeah. I mean, and he makes a cross so that it weakens the glass enough that he can throw himself through it. It weakens the glass yeah. a lot because as he runs towards the glass, just as he's about to jump towards it, it shatters. It yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, it, my note says the tooth diamond escape thing is honestly the stupidest thing I've ever seen in a film to date. Uh, which and that's which why I, I quite like it. <laughs> it's so odd. I think it's quite clever. Audacious. Not clever, but I think it's quite it's silly enough to be quite like ah, oh, that's funny. I guess, but like as a as a as a matter of medical science, I suppose mm-hmm. like the idea that you have in your in your in your front tooth embedded a diamond so sharp and protruding that can cut glass. Come with me, constantly asking him, "Is your lip bleeding again?" No, it's fine. Don't worry. Oh, I forgot as well because he kills him, doesn't he? Because he, before, as he does that, he puts the gas mask back on, and Remo uses his Korean finger technique to push his finger through the guy's eyepiece of his gas mask into his brain and kill him immediately. Is that what happens? I can tell. Dean, as a doctor of brains, if someone pushed their fingers through your eyeball into your brain, would it kill you? Yes. yes, Would he really? Yeah, yeah. Because well. Right behind your eyeballs is the frontal lobe. So if you push all that force in, yeah, that, that, that's pretty fatal. So it wouldn't just make you be a bit limp in one leg or anything? <laughs> no, no, that's that's fairly fatal. Dean. You'd be, you, be out of action for a while. If if he then got a USB lead and put it in the socket and plugged What's it into talking? a laptop, would he download all his dreams? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll say 
a tentative no because no one's actually tried that yet. Why, hey, why, why haven't you? <laughs> yeah, why haven't you, Dean? Believe it or not, I, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because mm. when you go to the uh, research approval board with ethical approval and say, "Can I?" Stab someone in the eyeball and jam a USB in it down with their dreams. They tend to say no. Dean, Dean, mm. it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. Mm-hmm. You should well, just I do it. I don't judge that, and he was not <laughs> convinced. I think you should go around all the critical illness wards and ask if anyone minds. Again, not allowed in there without a, without a proper medical license. Oh, fine. Which mine was revoked. So this, yeah, just to be clear, mm. so everyone who's listening to this for the first time who doesn't usually listen to Monday Night uh, Film Club, mm. um, what we do every other week mm. is when Dean's told us which experiments are illegal in this country, mm. we do them. Mm. We get on a boat and we just go about five miles international waters about five miles out, mm. and we just do it anyway. And Dean's mm. so angry at us. Yeah, and he's always <laughs> yeah. right as well, which is annoying. He's always right. We have killed hundreds. Mm. I'm always right so far. Let's go with that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, so yeah. Remo and, and Captain Janeway I'm just going to call it now they escape please do that's all my nose is what Remo's like oh I heard he's they're, they're quite they've got like heavy sexual tension at this point because yeah. Dean you mentioned that she's like how can I ever repay you and then oh she sort God, of yeah. go, almost yeah. goes down on yeah. her knees for a second yeah she says again I, I, I had to write this on in detail mm. I guess I should thank you for getting me out of there and mm. immediately bet, she's I think She's gasping, so she's like doubled up. But yeah. she bends over, so her head is right by his groin. Mm. It looks very wrong. It looks weird. Very, very wrong. And then he hears a noise, and he goes to investigate, and Chun jumps out of a tree and pushes him over. Uh, I should uh, say at this point, I wrote down this note. A TV pilot, which you can find on YouTube, was made of Remo after this. Oh uh, but Joel Grey didn't return, and Roddy McDowell plays the part. <coughs> The, again, again, no Asian actors, no Asian actors were available. No. Um, but at this point, you're with Chun. At this point, you're like, he's great. I really like him. He's playful. He's funny. He's genuinely from Korea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, "Ah, shut up, woman. Women are rubbish and useless. They they are only alive to have babies, and even then, they should only have man babies." And yep. I was like, "Oh no, he's being trained by Andrew Tate." Pretty much. Yeah, he's a racist and misogynist. And uh, yeah, and a Korean supremacist. It's really. But it's playful laughs, right? That is actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Wow. It's quite quite startling. So Remo steals a truck from two hillbillies that are fixing. Yep. Fixing underneath that classic troop. Yep. (laughs) Yep. And then they basically go, oh no, we got no brakes. So they crash it off of a cliff. And then he's like, oh, no, Chun's still inside. And he goes there and Chun's in the wreckage, yeah. but he's fine. Just to flag up, we, mm. we, there's a lot of footage of them running down a hill. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like, but the film's two hours long already in the 1985. Yeah. <laughs> what? what? The, I think we could happily lose the truck sequence, couldn't we? Yeah, yeah. I think so. But what I was, I was, the truck crashing, they think this is so impressive, mm. the people who made this film. They go, and I guess sort of this was a, a big stunt, but you, they've genuinely thrown a truck off a cliff and what, and you do watch the whole thing mm-hmm. clatter and break. Mm. But it does take 40 seconds. Yeah. And it's like... I'm a bit bored with this truck breaking now. If he was on TikTok, you'd watch the whole thing. But because you're in the middle of this pile of bollocks, you just want to move on to the next thing. <laughs> but then we have a touching moment in the film. He rescues Chun, and then he says oh, to Chun, goodness. I'm going to go and sort this out and find out what's going on. And Chun says, be careful, my son. And he goes, did you just call me... No, he calls him Big Son or something. 
something like that. Yeah. yeah, and he goes, did you call me Big Son? And he goes, no, I call you Idiot. Idiot. <laughs> and then Remo's like, oh. And then he runs off. He goes, I'll be back soon. And he looks at him and goes, little father. <laughs> and then as he runs oh, off. I call you cunt, Big Cunt. <laughs> and as he runs off, That's a good scene. Chun, Chun gives a rifle, rifle, a wry smile. And then mm. Janeway goes, oh, bloody, he's such an idiot. Why are we here? Everything's rubbish. <laughs> All valid points. All and Chun points. reaches over to her wrist and she goes, oh, and then collapses. Right. So mm. what we've got here is yeah. a combination of sexism and sexual assault by a man mm. in yellow face. Yeah. Which is bad. <laughs> it's basically a, a walking Roy Chubby Brown routine. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. You may know it's like, seriously, like, uh, uh, long-term listeners will know this, uh, new ones won't, but um, some time ago I picked the film Ladybugs, uh, which is our, our worst <laughs> film to date, uh, because there was a wow. scene in that which involved uh, implications that Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield was having uh, uh, intimate relations with a young boy in yeah. a public changing room. Yeah, That's that's the most offensive scene we've done yeah. at, at any point, I'll say that. Mm. But this one comes really close because it combines, <laughs> mm. it combines racism, sexism, bigotry and sexual assault mm. but it, the one thing I'll say about the Rodney Dangerfield scene is that they did at least say that yeah this is bad what he's doing is bad mm. this one seems like he's chance being cool by yeah yeah, yeah. and that's that's that, that's really bad right mm. that, I'm not, not out of line there I think no 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 yeah, good. Um, but it was this point I read in the actual cinema screenings of this film. During this next sequence, they actually removed the seats because ain't nobody sitting. Everyone's standing for the log sequence. Oh, fucking hell. This uh, was interminable. I watched this. <laughs> so just frame this because I had to watch this twice because I was like, where is the flying tree come from? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. still don't know. No. Nope. Yeah. He, yeah. he's on My a, notes, why exactly did someone attach a massive log to a zipline? What, yeah. To what end? And he's back? hugging this floating log for about six hours and getting shot at. Yeah. There's a weird wood theme, because like, when they're talking on the radio, it's like this, uh, what's it, unit pine tree, unit mistletoe, unit yeah. redwood. It's because like, it's written by Christopher Wood. Yeah. There you oh, go. my God. Mm. <laughs> that might actually be it. There's a cameo with Twiggy in the background. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so he gets yeah. off the log. The, the jeep that's chasing, chasing him with Groves in it crashes off the side of a cliff. And then Groves comes out of nowhere with a pistol aiming it at Remo. And we get Remo dodging the bullets. Oh, I, hate, I watch it this a lot. So Why isn't this... Tedious. This should be a gif, mm. right? It is horrible acting. If I watch this back in the rushes and I was Fred Ward, I'd be like, uh, no. It would I'm be like that bit from Wayne's World out. too. Fred Ward would be like, no, sorry, can we get a better actor? And they bring in yeah. Charlton Heston, and you're like, ah, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> Groves is dreadful. And he's trying Jesus. to shoot Remo, and Remo's jumping like a crab. And they're rolling yeah. a bit. Yeah. But on f- he stood up, but also doing rolls at the same time. So bad. It looks mental. And then he reaches yeah. Groves, and Groves says, who are you? And he goes, and he throws him over the side of this jeep. And the first thing, he, he, hmm. he arrives at the end of the zip line and kicks logs down a mountainside. So it's, it's like... It's like the opening scenes of Commando. Yeah. Like the finale of the scene is the opening sequence of a much better film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they, he said, "Yeah, well, who are you?" I know. He, he does. He does the. Um, no, that, that's his big uh, moment of glory, isn't it? He, he doesn't throw him over straight away. He actually does the whole bullet dodging thing. Well, this is it. He does bullet dodging. Then he throws him over the wreckage of the jeep, and as he walks <clears> off, he says, "Remo Williams," whilst rubbing a twig 
which starts a fire. <laughs> and then he chucks the flaming twig behind him and it causes and, and the then, jeep to blow yeah. up. It lands in a very, very precise gully of fuel. Yeah. 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 He yeah. lands in Grove's arse just as he was doing <laughs> a fart. <Yeah>. Also, <laughs> while this is happening, while like we, this is happening in real time, Wilfred Brimble is in his office listening to a news report of the thing that's happening right now. Right now, and he's smoking yeah, a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like the news is apparently there, commenting in real time, which yeah. isn't the thing that happened in '85. So he yeah. gets back. Remo gets back to the boat where um, Janeway is, and she goes, "Oh, Chan went off to try and look for you. They're at like a jetty." And he's like, "Oh no!" And they turn around, and all the army have turned up, but Chan appears and then runs across the water like a massive tit. Yeah, <laughs> it looks uh, ridiculous. I'm so sorry. bad. It, also, I don't know how clear it was on yours, but clearly, well, I mean, obviously that's how they did it because he's supposed to be running on the water like mm. Jeebus, but it's <laughs> clearly they've put a bit of planking under that you can yeah, see. You can see it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And then him and Remo get in the boat and drive off, and Janeway turns to the soldiers and goes, "Look, everything's fine. Everything's fine." But and, they have the worst banter to end on. Well, this story. is it. Chun says, we need to get a race home quickly. And he goes, why? And he goes, I need to find out. And he lists the plot of the soap opera he's been watching. And then Fred War goes, Chun, you're incredible. And he goes, nope, I am better than that. And that's the end. I say that was worse than the, that was worse than the loose cannons ending because that yeah. was at least shorter than this. Mm. This is just oh, like, yeah. oh my God, this is so convoluted. Should I tell you the best fact about this <sighs> film? Yeah, it was do. nominated for an Academy Award for Best Makeup at the 58th Academy Awards, but lost out to Mask. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'd like to have seen this film if it was Eric Stoltz from Mask training him. <laughs> good. Oh, oh, there you go. So that's Remo, Unarmed and Dangerous, or Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins, depending on where you live. I genuinely hated this huh. film. You genuinely from, hated almost it? Almost from yeah. the... Yeah. Hmm. From almost the first moment, no. After I was, I I lost trust in it straight when he goes, when he goes, you changed my face. I was like, you've taken your moustache off, and that happens four minutes in, and there was no coming back. Dean, I, I liked watching it, knowing that I was going to talk about it with you guys. Hmm. Otherwise, I would have been deeply resentful of the massive waste of my time because I I don't understand why you like this, John. I'll be honest. As a kid, what what was in it for you? I just thought it was exciting. I know it's not. But this is the era where all films seemed a bit exciting. Or perhaps I should say because I was eight years old. That's true. <coughs> I think there's a lot... In this film, there's a lot of the phenomenon which I've sort of tried to identify previously that people not getting the fact that if something is challenging to do in person, it's not necessarily fun to watch on screen. So we get lots sure. of Remo slowly calling across high things and... Yeah. In respect to that, in the the two thousands of like game shows in the UK, like um, Orika Johnson, that that doggy dog thing with people, the big finale was walking slowly across a platform, or, or like we, we did with Free Jack when he said the big finale is he has to list some numbers. It like, well, yeah, it's hard for him to do, but it's not actually a thing to watch. We forgot and, to mention as well that there's the, he he runs along a, a, a tightrope in this, and, the, and a dog follows him across the tightrope. Yeah, <laughs> this shouldn't be possible. But <laughs> 
Oh yeah, I forgot about the tightrope shot. That pissed me off. I was like, yeah, let's see him try and do it as a wide shot because it's a close-up of a dog that we're supposed to think is walking across a tightrope. Then it does cut to a wide, and clearly what's happened is they've had him walk across a wall and they've painted the wall to look like the wall of a warehouse. And it looks shit. It does look fucking awful. Um, I would say this is one of the ones we often have that I, when I was a little kid, I really enjoyed it, but I've watched it again and, it, and it's it's not very good, no. And it's borderline. <laughs> so you genuinely loved this as a kid, did you? I, well, I genuinely loved it, but I really enjoyed it and I had fond memories of it. Yeah. Um, but it's not very good. Well, fair enough. Um, whose turn is it next week? I'm afraid it's mine, guys. And what are you picking? I'm picking... Uh, one from the selection, which I often go back to uh, oh. films my dad had on VHS, which oh, I haven't yes. been heard of before or since. Uh-huh. I'm going to go for 1990s Omega Cop, which is available on VHS, ah. purely because the opening sequence is a post-apocalyptic drawl monologue delivered by Adam West. Wow. And, and is that accessible online? It may be free on YouTube. Uh, I don't... Mm. Uh, last I checked, it was. And um, Great. Memory serves, it is utterly ridiculous. Like, Someone trying, like, if you ordered Mad Max on Wish, this is what you get. Okay. And, uh, what so the it, fuck is this? We're Wait talking a minute. Future it's, dystopia. Wait, I'm looking at this now. Hmm. Space, a space lawman, not a job. Right. A space lawman <laughs> rescues galactic beauties from slave traders and gangs of scavengers. Wow. I don't know why it mentions space. That's is all so classic. Post-apocalyptic <laughs> Earth. There's no actual space involved. Okay. Uh, Good. So, so there we go. Well, take that. Um, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, if you haven't heard us before, this is a little taster for you. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, and I'll leave you with my final thought. Maybe, and just maybe, everyone's unarmed and dangerous. It's just about how you use it for good. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Situations, having trouble with romantical relations. You got the kind of touch that everyone would love to own. No simple life for you, it's always complicated. You date the girls you like, but somehow you seem faded. Spend your life with love and all alone. This is your life, Jimmy Lee.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.